And we're live. Yes, we theory. are. As long as your recording works this time. I am yes. recording this time, yes. It is working. Yeah, wonderful. So is this going to be the start of our long, adventurous series of podcasts that um, some people might watch? Yeah, like we're kind of at the point where we've arrived at the gate of podcasting and it's it's opening and, you know, we're stepping through. I, I don't know what is on on our, on our path for this podcast, uh, but that's where we are. <laughs> that's where we are. So in in times where everyone and their grandmother has decided to start a podcast, hey, we're making a podcast now. Yes, we are. <laughs> I, think was, I think it's pretty appropriate. So hello, ladies and gentlemen, to the round table very cliche the name but i like it i like it i enjoy it <laughs> and yeah no here we are for essentially the very first episode of what we're planning to be um a series of all sorts of things with uh, a very loose plan i'd say it's not very much set in stone is it but here we are we're currently live as well on Twitch, so we're probably going to have some comments coming in on that side of the fence. But for now, let's start with a quick introduction. Who the fuck are you, Jeremy? Why are you here? Uh, who am I? Oh, <laughs> it's a complicated question uh, with a bunch of answers that I had previously written out. I didn't want to. I didn't want to deep dive into the philosophy of it, just more yeah. as a general well, who, question. Who, who am I? Uh, you might know me as Naughty Ostrich. Um, I'm a UX engineer, which means I build and design websites. I also do a little bit of a uh, uh, backend stuff, so I'm somewhat full stack. Um, I really like bleeding edge tech and science. That's uh, it's like my go to stuff. Really, really gets me going. Uh, I follow way too much news about that. Um, and I also uh, do a lot of PC gaming. I just started streaming on Twitch, which has uh, been really fun. I play everything from like shooters to building games like Minecraft and Space Engineers to your, you know, traditional RPGs. I'm also an idiot. So, you know, I figure I should get that out of the way now so that right. none of you are disappointed in the future. I just want to quickly mention this sounded very professional because he did write it down before we started. <clears throat> like <clears throat> like the like the little nerdy closes notepad closes closes notepad right right I didn't. on the other hand i didn't write anything down i'm just winging this so uh yes i uh known on the internet as the swat knight which is uh, a name i came up with when i was 10 cut me some slack and yeah well, everything I'm doing is pretty much full-time full streaming on Twitch, like everyone else these days, I guess. And that's what I'm going with. I'm just your run-of-the-mill run weird gamer person with things. That's it. That's what I'm going with. So you, all can, you can already see the base standard we're setting for this very podcast. I think this is a good start. <laughs> For all the coming episodes, yeah, no, but uh, if, if, we, if we are more serious about it, I started streaming in, what was it, I think 2017, after I joined a, a weird little clan on the internet that shall not be mentioned any further from here on out, because <laughs> I, I denounce all, all knowledge, and yeah, I just stuck around with it, having fun with it, and I'm having way too much fun. Uh, well, talking and ranting on stream, which is really where this whole idea for the podcast came from. The idea of, ah, 
I like to talk about pretty much everything that interests me, from technology to games, mainly critiquing games on stream, especially if they fail and it ends up being a tech support stream for like half an hour, which occasionally happens. And that's pretty much the idea. We just want to talk about the things that interest us and uh, just want to have a good time. That's pretty much the entire idea. Yeah, that's the concept. It's pretty much what we're doing. And we already have one uh, comment in Twitch chat that reads, or ranting in the menus for four hours, which, yes, I sometimes do as well. But that that's a different story. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk about that. that. We're going to talk about. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Well, not gonna... specifically, not specifically your <laughs> proclivity to rant uh, ad nauseum in a menu. Oh, I have, lie. I have. Yesterday, I watched you rant in Battlefront <laughs> 2's menus for an hour and twenty-seven minutes. That's exactly how long it was. I don't know if that's actually. Did you, did you take the time? I don't, I don't know, but so, but someone, someone will, someone will <laughs> right. check. And it was a, it was a while. It was a long right. time. Okay. In my defense, so how do we get here? Today is the what day as is it actually? I completely lost track of time and May space 6th. during Corona. May sixth, twenty twenty. Two day, two days ago, it was May the fourth. So, quote unquote, Star Wars Day. I got into a Star Wars mood and binged watched the entire seventh season of the Clone Wars. Which, by the way, I'm still kind of sad about, but that's maybe for later. But I got into a Star Wars mood and I decided, you know what, let's give Battlefront 2 a try again. One of the most controversial games in pretty much all of gaming history. And, uh, oh boy. Oh boy, it's not. It's still not good. It is still not good is all I can say. The, the menu experience was certainly something as well, but no, it's, it's pretty bad. It's just, no. <sighs> it's such a shame though. We're both we're both huge Star Wars fans, oh, yeah. and I think oh, we're yeah. both decrying the fact that EA got the sole license to the Star Wars video game kingdom right now, and are apparently not releasing anything They're, at all. That's a, worthwhile. That's a really nice way to say that they are squandering it. They are squandering an IP that you should in theory, be able to make really good games for because so much of it is laid out for you. You don't have to figure out anything. You just have to figure out how to make it work. And that's it. That's it. You want story? Go to the books. They're not canon? Well, now they are if you put them in the video game according to Disney. Who cares? Doesn't matter. You have that. You can go do that. There are a bajillion RPGs you could just clone that would work well enough. It's a mediocre Star Wars game would almost be acceptable at this point. While Battlefront 2 looks nice, it's a not a very good game. It's just it's just not for for a myriad of reasons. <laughs> I, Fallen I, Order <laughs> is nice. It's a nice game, but uh, it's just yeah. I just wanted to mention Fallen Order. It's just Uncharted, and you're a Jedi with some Dark Souls combat. Eh, eh. It's all right. Eh. It's all right. Eh. Is is that the verdict? Eh. I give it a big. I give it a big eh. Like it. it That's fair. It's it's nice. I like uh, it took us. It took us all around. Three minutes to start a rant, I think. No, I think we're like seven minutes in at this point, but that doesn't count. Yes. So let's make this our first topic then. The current state of Star Wars video games. Oh, I think that's yes. a pretty short topic because the, the, the summary is... Uh, 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 it's pretty fitting, I'd say. Unfortunately, 
again, it's a fallen order. I started it. I haven't finished it yet, which my chat will very much bob decry in the comments probably in a bit as well. I just started it and it, well, okay, I'm going to have to preface this with something I think far more egregious in the gaming world. Uh, I haven't played Dark Souls. Same. Uh, Same. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have not I've played had, a single a pe one of those. People, people will take your head I, if you if you say that. Well, you know, yes. you know what? I while I enjoy uh, uh, a punishing game, there I feel like there's such a thing as like the type of game where it's just like sadistic towards the player, right? And yeah. and not just gameplay, but like how they do their saving and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It, that always kind of turned me off to it. I I enjoy watching some some good clips from some some fights, I suppose, but that's like the extent of my interest in any game with that type of combat and gameplay style. It's just not my thing. No, that that's very much fair. I like the general idea and the combat style. I'm gonna get around to playing Dark Souls eventually. But uh I didn't at the time I didn't really get into it. I also made the mistake of starting the game on the very on the highest difficulty from the get-go which was fun but also frustrating because i played the game very close to release and there were some somewhat egregious bugs i encountered overall which sometimes felt a bit you know unfair it's it's two separate stories of a game is difficult and very hard or unfair those two obviously not the same thing Dark Souls is hard, but from my understanding, fair. Which I think is shown by the fact that people can do no-hit runs, which boggles my mind that people can get that bloody good and spend that many hours in the game, but different story. Uh, so I started playing the game. I didn't really didn't really vibe with it. Right. Uh, and... You know, I just I just kind of stopped playing. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again. I'll probably start from the beginning at the normal difficulty, and then try it again. But generally, I think Fallen Order has had a fairly good reception in the eye of the public. Like there were some some people calling out bugs and problems in the very beginning. But generally speaking, people enjoyed the game because it was also a very nice change of pace. You know, it was a Single-player experience with no multiplayer content and no microtransactions from a game published by EA in the year 2019. That, unfortunately, is uh, noteworthy. But I just I just hope that they are going to see that the, uh, the success of Fallen Order and are going to continue in a similar direction, showing them that they do not need the games as a service approach for literally every single title they publish that'd be great because at this point i think pretty much most of us are very fed up with games as a service which just means you're getting essentially an early access title at a full triple a price and you can hope that within a one and a half to two year time span they have finished it which sometimes that they don't See Battlefield 5. The news, still very new. EA and DICE have announced that they're completely stopping all further content support for Battlefield 5. A game that is in the Second World War and doesn't even have the Russians. A, a, a baffling decision as well. 
and just goes to show again that I'd, I'd rather have some finished games these days. That'd be great. Uh, that would be that'd beyond be, great. Be wonderful. That would be beyond that would great. Be wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a plague that is currently that has currently infected the the corporate part of the gaming world. They've seen the success that early access has been to lots of indie games, and they want to replicate that kind of thing where they can release a game two years early, <laughs> a year early, make all of their money to, back to cover their development costs, and then coast on their microtransactions or at the very least their player base's goodwill if they don't have microtransactions which is far and few between these days um i really the gold standard here and it's been it's a horse beaten to death several times over is uh cd project red they understand that you need to deliver a finished product a finished working tested product well there there are always going to be bugs in games upon release that's fine but the game is the game is done. They're not they're not testing the waters. They're not trying to figure out what's going to work as a game as a live service. The game is done. The game is done, and the rest is just some bug fixes, and that's it. These games come it's out unfinished. Why people, yeah, it's people. It, it's why people are very confident in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven so far because, I mean, Witcher three gives them the track record, but. I'm always more cautiously optimistic about these things because at the end of the day, they can always fuck it up. Well, the game, but, the yeah, game might I, be I, bad. I agree. The game could be bad. Yeah. Who knows if it's going to be bad, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it's not going to release in early access unfinished without, without an ending or any end game gameplay or, you know, stuff like that. That's honestly, that's good enough for me. That's all <laughs> that's I ask. Just, it's all I care about at this point. It's all I ask. It's yeah. No, uh, I, oh God, The Witcher. Yeah, no, it's a, it's the next story right there. I have, I still haven't actually played this one either. I haven't gotten to it yet because I still wanted to actually read the damn books and finish them. You haven't played I The Witcher Three. Them. I have not played The Witcher oh, Three yet. Oh man, no! Of all the <laughs> games, you, dude, you would love that game. You would love that game. Oh, I know. I love the world. I already read the books years ago, but that was in German. And a bunch of it is somewhat different in English, especially the name. So I decided to read them again also to refresh my memory. And I kind of got stuck. I don't know why. I just got like always just holed up with streaming and doing other stuff. But I, I started reading it again. I'm nearly done with the first short story book again. I'm going to go through the second one within a few days. And then I'm going to start reading the actual, the big the big novels again. And once I'm done with that, I'm going to play one, two, and three. The games are so right different. Right there on stream. The games are so different oh, than the books. I'm aware. Like you sh I, yeah. I do feel like you'd be okay. But I, I understand the uh, the continuity that you want to keep. I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. I feel you yeah, on that. Yeah, it's... I, I just... Yeah... I, did you read any of the it's, Mass Effect books? Actually, no. They're I'm actually huge Mass really Effect good. Fan. The books are the best thing that they've done <laughs> since like Mass Effect 2. <laughs> so, Well, to be fair, you're comparing it with Mass Effect Andromeda and the ending of Mass Effect 3. Well, which is, yeah, fair, fair. To be fair, I still, I still think Mass Effect 3 is not as much of a failure. No, no. I, I like the game itself. I, it, the game itself was it, great. Apart from the ending. It's, the ending is what <sighs> absolutely fucking yeah that was the wrong no. payoff that was the wrong payoff talking about the wrong payoff game of thrones nope 
nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You and don't want to talk no, about no. it? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely down to talk about it. But the, the payoff uh, of, of nah, Game just, of Thrones is just a big old nope me. for me. I hate to it's, be one of those people. It, yeah. It's a nope. No, it, I, I fully agree with you. I mean, just so you guys get an idea, we're jumping here from topic to topic because this is pretty much what this is going to be. <laughs> it's this... This is just us talking. It's going to be it's going to be wild. Sit down, buckle up. No, I, just the moment you said with the ending and just the ending, I, I instantly thought Game of Thrones, because I has there ever been something more disappointing in TV history than the biggest TV show of all times, which Game of Thrones became it was the biggest show of all times ending on such a low note i i I don't remember anything else it was one of the it was one of the worst received endings for a show i think i have ever seen when the actors in the show don't like the ending oh yeah (laughs) that's that's usually a a really good sign it's a bad sign it is a really bad sign uh, i mean game game just, of thrones was great yeah. i i enjoyed it it had its ups and downs mm-hmm. seasons wise but then you had to go yeah. and cap off which is one of the most epic series ever made as far as like scale scope and story right like and i don't know if it's the i don't think it's the best thing ever made it's not it's it's very good it was very entertaining but then you end it like that just uh, mm, I just and, and talking about in contrast because I also just thought about it because I have been thinking about it like the last two days because like I mentioned in the beginning oh bringing it back see there's a there's a there's structure to this there's a segue right? we're, we're coming coming back to the beginning Clone Wars season seven the ending of Clone Wars yes yes in the in comparison. I mean, sad as fuck, but it was unavoidable because we all know how the Clone Wars ends with Order 66. But don't don't great payoff. Don't spoil it what, for the what, people. Don't, don't don't spoil it. I'm just saying, great payoff and overall amazing storytelling. A a show that I have been following for years now with a very satisfying ending. Sad, but satisfying. I really appreciate that. But at this point, I believe Filoni should just take over everything regarding Star Wars because he cannot possibly be worse than whatever is going on at uh, the remnants of LucasArts these days. You mean the drunk people with the keys to the Star Wars kingdom? Yeah. Oh, you mean one of the biggest franchises in human history that Mm -hmm. they decided to make a new trilogy for and not actually plan the trilogy out before they started making the first movie? That one? Yeah, that one. Oh, yes. That one. That one. That one. That specific one right there. (sighs) It is such a... It's baffling, isn't it? That you have one of the biggest franchises ever in human history and then you have Disney and LucasArts two very respectable filmmaking companies, right? You bring them together, and for some reason, no one has the idea to write an overarching story for the new trilogy you're trying to make. I... Yeah. Is there even anything to say about it? That's a question. 
Uh, it's just gross ineptitude. That's the only thing I can really say about that. Like, it's corporate greed outweighing the art. And that happens way too often in all different mediums. It happens way too often. They saw money signs. They wanted to, re- they wanted to recoup on their investment of buying the franchise rights, right? So yeah. what did they do? They done went and pooped out some episodes. That's what they did. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't great. That's what they did. In fact, this is, I, I truly believe, I don't, I mean, these, I don't know. <laughs> somehow, somehow these now, like the current trilogy, is somehow worse than the prequels. You know, like how you had, you, you. Are- I can tell you why. I can tell you why. It's not somehow. It's the, it's the coherent structure in the prequels that saves them. No one, no one looks at the Naboo scenes in Attack of the Clones and goes, mm, yes, tell me again how coarse and rough the sand is, Anakin. My God. No, <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's, it's cheesy as, it's cheesy as all hell, but. There is, there is some form of structure to the prequels. We know what's going to happen. It, because we've seen the original trilogy, right? We know what's going to happen. We know what is going to happen at the end, but we don't know how we get there. How do we get to the fall of Anakin Skywalker? Jedi Knight fallen from grace, becoming Darth Vader. That's the story of the prequels. And that is coherently told in the prequels from episode one through two to three you follow anakin from the beginning to well the kind of apparent end and that is why it works the movies aren't perfect we all know that but it's the structure that makes it work that at least gives you a sense of coherency and something to to actually watch and enjoy, in my opinion. Because obviously they get stuff like the... Especially in episode 3, they get stuff like the battles, right? And the action is great. And having the coherent story, at least for the fans, is the important part. What 7, 8, and 9, the episodes, lack is the coherent story. It is very apparent that uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams did not see eye to eye on their creative decisions. While they, in interviews, will always say, oh, yeah, that was so great. And then, like, obviously, they're not going to say, they're not going to tell you the truth. Based on what, what happens in episode nine, it seems 100% clear and certain that J.J. disagreed with a lot of creative decisions. Because there are certain jabs in the movie that almost one-to-one seem to counteract and like try to correct what happened in episode eight. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like J.J. had the same thoughts about episode 8 as many of us did. But it's why the whole thing doesn't work. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a mess. A, it's a mess. Yeah, it's, a, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a, Someone... it's a toe fight. It's a, because it, it doesn't seem coherent. It's, like two, it's completely separate movies. Very different. Someone saw the big red button that said retcon. And they smashed that button multiple times in every movie. They, they, it, it just doesn't make any sense. There are some things that I really enjoyed about the new trilogy. They're not awful. They are just not, they're just not good at all. They're not all, I you know? really, 
I really dislike the portrayal of Luke Skywalker in oh, episode eight. Oh my god! And Everyone I think did. We, that was I, a mistake. Even, even Mark, mistake. even Mark Hamill himself. He hated it. I mean, if you look at the interviews, he, he really wasn't a fan of it. No, he had to walk. Like, he had to yeah, walk I, it back. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being, I'm being nice about it, but I think it's very clear that he did genuinely hated or heavily. Did also argued against it. I think he talked about how he was talking with Johnson and saying stuff like, I don't think Luke would do this. And say, trying to give some creative input. But again, what, what happens behind the scenes, we don't know. We can't really talk about it or speculate. So it's not really, it doesn't really matter. But from the interviews, it seems very apparent that he also didn't enjoy what happened with Luke. And I don't think anyone did. And uh, it's it's this case of subverting your expectations that Johnson was so much talking about. And also that, again, bring it back. Here we go. Here's the structure. Game of Thrones, subverting your expectations. It's almost like we planned this out, but we didn't. Trust, trust us. We don't plan these things. Uh, subverting your expectations has become a trend for some reason in, in media that I don't understand. Game of Thrones essentially went, oh, you guys have been theorizing literally for years about what's going to happen. And you might have even figured out the original plan. How about we change it then? That is not a good way to go about any of this. And Johnson had a similar idea. He was like, right, what do Star Wars fans expect? How about we give them something else? And then people are confused when the fans don't like it. It's something that I don't understand. Because at the end of the day, you can argue, obviously, you shouldn't just hand feed everything according to what the fans want. That's not what creative filmmaking and storytelling is about. But... If you if you change what seems to be core aspects of the story or heavily established, well, formats and structures, because for the sake of it, that's when the fans will be somewhat pissed off. And I think we saw that in both cases. It happened, funnily enough, with... Uh, what, what's the... Uh, Westworld. Westworld had... After the first few episodes, a huge community online that was theorizing what was going on. And they figured out the plot twist that was later meant to happen. And I th one of the showrunners, one of the directors, or the writer, I don't know who said it. But they were aware of it and they were like, oh, fuck it, they got it. But they continued anyway. And even though people already had it figured out, when it then finally happened, it still felt great. That was still a good payoff because it was, because it was a good story. Yes, people had figured it out before, but it didn't matter because it was still a good story. And Westworld is with, excellent. With, it is it is yeah, excellent. With, the new with, season is is excellent as well. I haven't watched the new oh, season. Oh, it's I've really good. They have season um, one. Be quiet. I won't. I won't spoil <laughs> anything. But they have um um uh, uh well, okay, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Aaron something. I don't. Know. Uh, he was Jesse from Breaking Bad. He's in it. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. They they Westworld is one of those shows where. Like, again, like you can spoil big plot twists and it doesn't matter because it's usually how they deliver the plot twist. That's the crazy part, not really the plot twist itself, like the way that the show works, like the plot twist, if you know it, is pretty much irrelevant. Like they in that. I mean, that, that's what we would consider good storytelling, yeah, isn't it? it? You don't the plot twist. You could put the plot twist in the episode description <laughs> and it still wouldn't matter because how you get there in that show makes it worth it 
And like you said, that is good storytelling. The Star Wars, the Star Wars uh, most recent trilogy had at best disjointed, somewhat, like you said, sort of crowdsourced, <laughs> user tested, like plot points added in, jokes and such, callbacks to the original uh, original trilogy and prequels and whatnot. Ah, oh, it felt very, it felt very clinical. It was clinical because it, it was designed it, it by a group of scientists. Data scientists, they're like, and, These, this is what makes the perfect Star Wars movie. Here's your criteria. Make it work. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I wish we weren't joking. But one of the other things that just reminded me, especially with the jokes, you know what it felt like they were trying to heavily imitate? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, of course they were. And the Marvel humor. And it just doesn't work. No. Not the way they did it. No. Star Wars always had the lighthearted moments. While it was always a bit more of a grim scenario, universe, and story, it was also very lighthearted at times, especially in the original trilogy. Like the, the the fun moments exist, but it was never the 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 kind of slapstick humor that we saw then. I mean, we literally have a your mum joke in episode eight, mm -hmm. quite literally. Which is, I'm trying to find words that are not too harsh here, but I'm, let, let's say I'm not, I don't agree with it. <laughs> that's, that's a very nice way, <laughs> that's a very nice way to say I that. I don't agree with it. I, I think that's like, well, like one, no. one of the One of the things about the humor no. that they added in, the Marvel humor, right, is that in the Marvel movies, it's not just the heroes that are funny. But it's the villains, too. The villains have, whether maybe the villain itself isn't funny, but has underlings that are, right? In Star Wars proper, all of the comedy either involved <laughs> a, a just literally maybe three or four major characters ever. And then, of course, I guess the Ewoks, because you can count the Ewoks. And then Stormtroopers. And I guess Jabba the Hutt. But, like like ancillary characters and they kept the empire like the upper echelons of the empire bridge crews all of that stuff none of that was funny it was grim you know what i mean like working for darth vader it was which gets you killed which every gets you now killed and again. like when that guy gets choked out by darth vader for voicing his opinion there's nothing funny about that scene whereas doing that same thing like there are so many times when kylo ren like retaliates or does something crazy there's like stormtroopers who are like uh nope you know like they have like stupid yeah, jokes like that. Yeah, the hallway scene. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's shit flying out of the room, sparks, two stormtroopers walk up yeah. and one is like, oh, you know what? Oh God. And then they turn around no, and walk the other direction. No, it's not supposed to be funny. The, the, that, yeah. that side is supposed to be, I don't want to say scary, but like dark. It is I dark. I mean, the, 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 the law itself is children are kidnapped from a very young age to be brainwashed into fighting to the death for this evil successor militia falls to the empire mm -hmm. they really does it seems to be a bit of a disconnect you know between the law and the grimness of the situation and the slapstick humor inside yeah it seems a bit like like doesn't fit like and like finn doesn't should fit. have ptsd <laughs> okay he's way too happy why is he so happy Think about all the awful things he probably had to do as a, a oh the like do you want to talk about the characters oh that's a completely different uh, oh I don't God. I don't want to go I don't want to go don't too far mix. into that because because Boyega because yeah. I really I liked Boyega in the movie like I actually really liked his role he was actually pretty funny 
Like I, en- yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, don't, don't, don't dislike the actor. No, I think no, the his, actors were handed bad. He did the he did the comedy material. stuff better than I think anyone else did in the new trilogy. He's like he's actually funny. Like he's been in funny movies prior to this. You know, he's like he he was good, but it's but I don't know. For me, the character didn't make any sense. Like, shouldn't that have been like? Shouldn't you have been like the the grimmest person there, realizing like, okay, I'm now fighting for the good guys. I realize. The stuff I was forced to do, nonetheless, was wrong. But like, yo, they just like killed villages and shit. Like, you telling me like, come on, he should be a little fucked up from that. He's like way too happy. They, like you said, they marvelized it, you know, where these people are able to somehow gloss over their traumas and just become these completely perfect human beings somehow. It just, I don't know. The, there were some characters in the, in the new trilogy that were, were like half decent. Like I honestly like Kylo Ren, pretty good character. They didn't do same. They didn't do enough with no. him. But I mean, that's also you have Adam Driver. Anything that that dude is gonna do, he's gonna he's gonna do right. I liked the overall design of Kylo Ren until they added the glowing cracks in the last movie. That make no no damn sense to me. From why would you do that? It reminded me of the I forgot what this Japanese artist called of fixing. Like pottery and stuff with gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very much that style. Mm-hmm. Like we bring it together, but we don't. We bring it back together, but we don't try to hide the fact that it was broken at one point. Yeah, which I, I, from a from a design perspective, I think it wasn't too bad. It but. would have been fine if it wasn't glowing. Why is it glowing? That was my problem with it. Why Why does that glow? If you were fusing things together, why would they? Why would they be glowing? <laughs> If it was it's, just it's Star Wars space material, it's shut up. Don't I, think I guess, about it. <laughs> yeah, I just it, they've never done that before in anything else that they've ever fixed. This shit doesn't glow and stay glowing forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, someone said glowing glue in chat. It's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is it why is it luminescent? You know, it would have made more sense to me if they filled it in and it cooled and left like a silver streak through the dark helmet. That would have done the same exact thing and looked normal. Instead, they were like. Let's let's throw some Tron at it. Well, bow. And they put some Tron well, on his face. To be fair, at this point, at this point, we're nitpicking design. Oh, I, well, I designed, which, so I'm going to I'm going to. What? Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, from your perspective, that's a very fair f- thing to do. It just it just doesn't make yeah. sense from a material I, point of view. I feel like that. I th- I think there are more glaring issues <laughs> with the movie. Well, that was that was the that's my main takeaway from the third one. The thing that I hated the most. Uh, it's what gave me the most like design anxiety. Was when I saw that, and like when he first put it on, it was glowing. I'm like, okay, it's got a cool. He's a badass. And then I saw it yeah. later. I'm like, oh, it's still hot. You know, it's not hot. It's glowing. Why is it glowing? And I, that's all I could. Every time I saw the helmet after that, it's all I could think of. Why is it glowing? It was revealed in the novelization that he used Vader's Kyber crystal to fix his helmet, according to one of the comments on stream. Which touche? Oh, that's gonna. That's going to start me off on a new rant. Could that be even... Why? Why is that not in the movie? Could you stop trying to explain see, things see if, with See, if they, just, if they had just taken the, the, the 10 seconds to show that bit in the montage, I would not have any... I would just be like, that's still stupid, yeah. but at least... Show, I, I show Vader's old that. lightsaber. Show his old lightsaber. Show him getting out the kyber crystal. It's like... It's five seconds. It's literally five <sighs> seconds to remove the crystal. You know what I mean? A couple quick cuts then melting it down, I guess, and then putting it into the helmet. That's it. That's it. 10 seconds tops. 10 seconds, probably probably like a million dollars worth of v- VFX. 
I don't want to I don't want to read books or read a comic to understand some of the fine detail no. for expansion and working obviously you can use novels and comics and other media to expand on things right but like some of the stuff shouldn't be explained in things like the novelization which is generally that's just again but that's bad storytelling but i think the new the new trilogy has a has a lot of bad storytelling generally that's just uh oh oh yeah also one comment here as well novelization is one thing they put half the plot in fortnite have you seen the promo video that whole when when the movie starts episode nine Okay, when the movie starts, episode nine, you see the you see the text scroll up, and it starts with like, "Oh, the evil speaks again," or like, "He's back." The this the transmission they talk about that was sent across the galaxy in the in the intro text scroll. That transmission, you know, where it was first published in Fortnite. They they published that not as an advertisement material anywhere else. They they made it a live transmission in Fortnite, that the emperor is back and that's what the t- scroll text refers to in the beginning i hate that beyond measure in fact while i understand advertising cross-platform things advertising star wars to gamers great idea and children because Fortnite, great idea uh what the fuck why would why would that is a, a relatively major thing to happen. It, you could have. Why? No. I did, you could have just, you could have put that in the beginning of the movie. Would have been fine. Now here, ladies and gentlemen, you see, <laughs> you see Jeremy's mind entirely blown. I, I just don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. That is, that is the marketing people getting way too much rain. You know what I mean? That's, that's way too much. What what do you think we could do to really get the kids back into the cinema? Like, how do we advertise our new Star Wars movie? I know. Let's put a major plot point of the movie into Fortnite. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Yeah, no, that's bad. It's pretty bad. <sighs> I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, you know, uh, I will I would talk about the corporate infringement yeah. on 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 IP and art all day. There are some things where the suits yep. need to just sit back and let the artist do something. Just, just leave it alone. Just no touchy. No touchy. No just, touchy. Just, tr- just trust, trust the artists. Otherwise, hire different artists and writers. If you don't trust, if you don't trust those people, get people you trust. You know, I, I, just leave that kind of stuff alone. Like, Stuff like that, like, I understand the allure of reaching a huge audience inside Fortnite and all the other weird marketing schemes that uh, media, media companies come up with. But putting story moments in a game and nowhere else, well, that's just, that's just, marketing, that's just marketing nonsense. I don't like that. I don't like that. This is what, this is what happens when fucking suits get involved. Ah... <laughs> uh... And then we, the, all of the plot holds in regards to why is Ray instantly so strong and all of the other stuff. 
and there have been debates on that on the internet now for literal months, and I don't think we have to iterate on any of it. I generally, I generally think that the movies have a uh, a bad take on Star Wars, a very bad take on Star Wars, in my opinion. They just didn't understand the source material. That's why. And happened. I very much enjoy, I very much enjoy Filoni's take on Star Wars, which is why I enjoy the Clone Wars, and which is why I hope that we, I, I again. Later, when this uh, podcast is over and we're going to end the stream and whatnot, I'm going to uh, start binge-watching The Mandalorian. And considering he had his hands in that and everyone has been like, oh my god, Mandalorian is amazing, I'm definitely looking forward to that part. Uh, yeah, I... yeah, I just, It's a big part to, to him and Jon Favreau. Um, Jon Favreau is the, is the guy who directed a bunch yeah. of The Mandalorian. Yeah. He is an avowed Star Wars fan. So he understands not just like the importance of getting it right, but he understands the nuance of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. That's why like, I, I rarely will ever talk up a series, but The Mandalorian is probably... It's not because like the tone isn't straight Star Wars. Like someone, someone in chat just pointed out it's, like the, it's a Western. And it kind of is in that sense, but it still captures... That's what the, the original movie is as well. It's really if, what I don't know if people haven't noticed. It's really what it is. The original, yeah, the original A New Hope. Big parts of it are basically Western. That's it, that's what it is, and he nails yeah. not just like the Western tone, but he nails what makes Star Wars feel like Star Wars. I guess I don't. It's hard to quantify, but it's one of the things where like they just did such a good job. They did such a good job. Honestly, and like Favreau, Favreau knows what he's doing with this because, again, huge Star Wars fan. Not like, oh yeah, I like Star Wars. I can make a movie about that. No, no, no. <laughs> huge Star Wars fan, like full on Star Wars nerd, and that's who you need. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Ryan Johnson claimed the same thing, and I don't necessarily even—I don't think he was lying about it. I think he just had a very different idea about what that means and what he should do with that. Uh, I think, I don't know what happened to his trilogy. Like, Ryan Johnson was meant to get his own trilogy with a completely different story, no known characters, completely different part of the universe or different timeline, I'm not sure. Or a different part or different time or timeline. And I don't know if there's been any news surrounding that, if that was cancelled or not. But honestly... I believe that would have been the better idea f uh, from the get-go. I don't think that Johnson is a bad director. I I don't think he's a bad director. But I think he fucked up the story in some of the directing in 8. Some of it is really good. But most of it is like, eh. And giving him a completely new trilogy, I think that's something... That could be really good. I don't even think that's going to be bad. Because you don't have anything beloved by the friend uh, by the uh, by the fans to screw up like he did in my opinion luke and if he has a completely new trilogy something very new from the get-go i think that could actually work that could actually be interesting see i don't actually and, hate where they're yeah. going with star wars where they're moving it over to like an episodic nature on streaming you know, quote-unquote television whatever the fuck you want to call it these days i don't really know what you want to call it whatever that is yeah I actually don't hate that idea because it lets you, instead of having to cut plot points, you can do the full-on space opera western. 
now. It's one of the things that makes Mando yeah, like, really but I, good. I like the I like the movies every now and again for the very simple reason that in a in a show like that you're not gonna get the giant set pieces of CGI battlefields to the brim. Oh no, they no, they, they do pretty expensive. They do pretty good. I mean job. nowadays 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 it's nowadays it's well, more they, affordable. They use they use totally to different do, they use totally different tech now. So like Mando was filmed on Disney's new um like screen technology. I think I showed you a video of that. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that, yeah. so it's like a, it's like a it's a, a a trackable LED wall that goes behind instead of a green screen, and they can live play with the environment in essentially Unreal Engine four or whatever engine you want to use, and they can essentially build whatever they need, and it tracks to the camera's position perfectly, so you always have the correct perspective. They use that for a ton of the of the Mando stuff, like almost all of the big sweeping scenes. That's how they film the characters in it. And as far as like making those big battle scenes, think about it. All of the assets are made. The assets exist. Think about how many ships that they have had made, right? For the Star Wars, especially especially recent. But there are so many 3D, perfect 3D representations of these ships that all you're really doing is plugging them in, figuring out your camera angles, and adding in effects where necessary. It is a it is a lot easier, but it's still oh, it's very if expensive. you have to very animate expensive. things, if you have to go through it, it's still very expensive. Very, which is why we expensive. have so far, which is why we have so far never really seen it. Even in again coming back, oh my god, we're so good at this. Game of Thrones, yes, the final season, the Golden Company. That's meant to be, that's meant to be the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the those guys are the big deal. And what happens in the actual show, it's like, yeah, it's like half a regiment of people standing there being bored and no elephants. Yeah, and no God elephants. damn no elephants. No fucking elephants. How dare they? How dare they keep the elephants from us? Yeah. Uh, for that... It, it's like the, the, the comment Cersei made about, like, she literally says, oh, I thought they had like something along the lines of, I thought they had elephants or I wanted those elephants. Almost seems like a meta joke about we didn't have the CGI budget for this, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Craig, <laughs> how, mu- how much for the elephants? Uh, uh, too much, Daniel. Too much. Too much. All right, cut the elephants. Cut the elephants. No elephants. So, all right. God damn, hey, what, what if Cersei elephants. says something about the lack of elephants? Problem solved. Problem solved. That guy got a raise. That guy got a raise. You saved us. You saved us twenty million dollars in elephant costs. <laughs> Daniel, good job. Uh, good job. Head of head of content. Uh, there you go. Love it. But no, I yeah. This is what I meant when I said like usually you have the big bombastic fighting battles and whatnot in the movies rather than the TV shows. But yeah, the modern more modern technology will make this easier to do. Really. I remember how uh, they talked about it in Rogue One that I don't know, I don't know if he used a VR headset or just used like a tablet for it, where uh, the the director filmed a few of the scenes essentially in VR. Hmm. They had the scene built in engine basically, and he the the camera movements are actually him moving the camera through the virtual space. That was I think for the. For some of the Star Destroyer, and they showed the Star Destroyer and Death Star reveal scenes and whatnot, where they apparently did that in Rogue One. Uh, And that's becoming a lot more common, apparently, as well, for CGI stuff to have real camera movements in a Mm -hmm. virtual environment, because it's nowadays it's it's easily doable. 
right? It's not difficult. Can we take them? And apparently they apparently they use something similar, and I think improved for Mandalorian as well. Can we take a moment to appreciate how good Rogue One was? I really liked I, Rogue One. I really liked it. I think so too. I don't. I, I give it like a seven out of ten. I sure, think. sure. I, I mean, I, I, to- I generally. Uh, yeah, okay, I mean, compared to, yeah, if you compare to the sequels, but then you set the bar very low. I like to keep my standards high. And, well, most of the time I like to keep my standards <laughs> high, not when I actually, don't, 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 look, don't look at my stream, no, wait, I just don't, don't look at that. No, 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 wait, no. But uh, it's, yeah, I've said this before, the anthology movies, uh, Rogue One and Solo, I like both. I think they were both actually really Solo good. Solo was a pretty shame good. That, it's a shame that Solo flopped, but Solo only flopped because people were fed up with episode 8 and it came too soon. It was in March instead of a December release like all the other times. So three months after the biggest disaster Star Wars has ever experienced. Yeah, nah, it's, uh, you don't have to be... Uh, you don't have to be an economical genius to figure out why people didn't go into the cinema three months after that. Also, I think it was uh, competing with some other big release. Wasn't it competing with Infinity War or something? Or Endgame or something? What, what was it? Um, one of the big Marvel ones. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which I'm not sure which one. I'm sure it was going up against one of them. That's a that's a definite way to lose <laughs> these days. Um like Solo Solo was good. It, it wasn't it wasn't the I didn't mind um I can't remember the, the actor's name, but the guy who played Han Solo, young Han Solo. He wasn't. He uh, wasn't. I, I remember his last name because his last name is super German, uh, Ehrenreich. But I, I forgot his first name. Yeah, he, he was a pretty good Han Solo for like a young one. But uh, yeah, I think so he too. Just pretty good. I mean, listen, you're never going to be able to live up to Harrison Ford's interpretation yeah, of that character. That, that, you can't. That's that's understandable. You can't. That so 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 what so what can you do? Like he did. He had some small callbacks to Har- like to to Ford's portrayal of Solo. He had some of them. And and some of it you can kind of see like where he kind of becomes more like Harrison Ford throughout the movie a little bit, but I, you know I think he did I think he did a pretty good pretty good job. I mean you just have to really nail the wisecracking like and the, yeah. the sarcasm, like the the. I, li- I like the movies, but some of it I, you could do an entire podcast episode just about those two movies and what they do right and what they do wrong. In my opinion, one of the one of the things they do right is to not try to have this whole Star Wars trilogy thing going on. They are movies that in and of its, in and of themselves work solo, less so than Rogue One, but Rogue One is very much a movie. It has a beginning and it has an end. Mm-hmm. And there are no further questions. Not re- There are really no further questions because it, it stops literally right where episode four ends. Quite literally. So it's all said... All is done. And that's just so nice about it. Which is also why... It's it's one of the things about storytelling that I thought was a bit weird. When they come in and they say, Oh, we gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy. And then my question is... Well... Is the story already written? And have you determined that you need three movies because of it? Or... The real reason... Do you just want to have staggered releases every year and make money? <laughs> you, I, yeah. I think... It, uh, we know the answer. It's the latter. But but my question is, why have we determined before the story is made that it's going to be a trilogy? How about you make a great story and then you determine how many movies you need to tell it? 
I know. It sounds like a, I don't know, it's a radical idea, but... Radical? The, the, how the about church, you try that? The church in the 14th century would, would, would hang you for such, such, such high crimes of suggestion. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Against Disney, nonetheless, yeah. Madness. I guess, I guess we can, I guess we can rule out ever getting a sponsorship from Disney. <laughs> we'll just rule, just rule that out right now. Uh, you guys will never hear, and oh, this yeah. episode was brought to you by Disney. Nope, you'll never hear that. Disney Plus, Disney's new streaming service that I'm currently abusing the seven-day free trial to binge-watch all the shows I want to see and then definitely cancel at the proper time to not actually give them any money. Fun fact, you can uh, use a few different services online that allow you to create burner cards. Um, I think there's one actually called like Burner. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, but you can make you can make actual burner cards. It attaches a card. It requires that you have at least I think I think it requires at least a fifty dollar balance on your actual debit card, credit card, whatever you're using to to make them. So you can't like you know screw them out of more than fifty bucks, basically. However, you can create unlimited of these cards and get unlimited free trials for all of your favorite uh, yeah. services. It's totally doable. Yeah. There, there are a bunch of different services like that that do create mm -hmm. like virtual credit cards. Well, and it's whatnot. also good for it's also good for shopping online. Um, and you can also yeah, you can make some privacy stuff. You yeah. can make a card for every subscription service that you have, which is kind of cool. Though to be fair, if we actually go into the topic of cybersecurity, so IPsec and whatnot, uh, the services have their own weaknesses for sure. Oh, everything does. You are just you are very much just shifting the data. You're not. You're not getting rid of it. You're still no. creating the same amount of, of data about yourself. You're just shifting the place where it's stored. Which, if they have a data breach, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go with your privacy. <laughs> uh, it's all gone again. Oh, but <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's, so, it's, that's, that's one of those topics I definitely want to talk about as well at one point. Internet security, IP, IPsec, IP security. Some interesting topics to talk about. A lot of stuff that many people don't know about. I mean, what most people understand on the internet security is not press the giant glowing download button on this very dubious <laughs> website they visit to watch their very, uh, their their very, well, let's say specialized videos. <laughs> yeah, let's go with let's go with specialized videos. To, to reference something I said yesterday, um, when everything is a button, nothing is a button. So if you're ever on a website and you see loads of buttons, especially if you're trying to download something, and you see loads of buttons, I would like for you to assume that none of those buttons are going to download what you want. <laughs> I would like for you to just assume. In fact, best thing to that, do, hover, that hover stuff over has those. kind of stopped, though. Uh, yeah. For the most part. Just hover uh, over the button first and yeah. see, where it, see, where, see where it wants to take you. Okay? Just do that. That's all you got to do. If it, if it shows the file name that you want to download, you're probably good. If it shows... An uncontrollable string of characters, that's an ad. Or a link to a virus. That's all you gotta do. Real simple. Yeah, classic. Real buttons won't drag. I think that depends on your implementation of the button. Well, they, I mean, they can, you can absolutely have a non-ad button that's a physicalized button that links you to a JavaScript action, which some of those things do on those download sites. They're not like strictly an ad image of a button. Although sometimes that is the case. And yes, a real button will not drag. An image will always drag. So, I mean, that is yeah. one way to test it as well. But you also risk clicking on something if you're going to click and drag on it. Which is why I say hover over it. Yeah, It's safer. You must go and be safe on the internet. You must. <laughs> I 
always always remember kids use protection on the internet <laughs> and with that let's go to our sponsor nordvpn no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you, you can you can talk about vpn services as well and the the things they actually do and the things they advertise are two very different things right oh yes there are so. there are levels to uh the quality of a vpn that's uh that is a whole that is it's the cybersecurity thing that's a whole episode right there uh that to segue to segue into another episode coming up at some point in the soon-ish future uh we're gonna have oh, yeah. we're gonna have actor david blue for uh, who played uh um crap why can't i remember his name now he's from stargate universe <laughs> um oh wow and i'm a huge fan why can't i think of the name uh quietly googles uh quietly googles um, that's a that's going to be a running oh, theme as well oh, on the podcast oh, Qu quietly googles uh, quietly googles <laughs> eli he played eli on stargate universe i'm sorry david if you hear this <laughs> whoops right that's uh that's that's bad that's bad but that's who's gonna be on yeah uh he confirmed with us a couple weeks ago um we haven't set a date yet but uh once we set a date yeah, yeah, uh, we'll have him on. It should be should be a lot of fun. I don't know which episode that'll be, but sometime in the near future, we'll we'll check that off the list. Yeah, that should be kind of fun. And yeah, I mean the the first episode now definitely devolved into uh, a lot of Star Wars and storytelling. But hey, we made it look like it had an actual structure, kind of a bit. It 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 well good 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 enough that I would have had a passing grade in my German class in school <laughs> for structure right it's 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 good enough we call we can go with that I think it's a kind it's of a, yeah no, no, we, we, a windy road yeah, of, of of rants yeah. uh, and and Disney bashing just just a little <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just a bit just a smidge to be fair they deserve it. They deserve it, let's be honest. Yeah. No, we started, I mean, I talked about how I watched The Clone Wars, and then we got to the stories and how to end a story and everything, and then Disney Star Wars. And trust me, there's more than enough material to talk about that, even more in the future. Oh, yes. But, yeah, oh, most certainly. So, what can we say apart then from the podcast? So, if you're still here, either on the Twitch stream right at this very moment, or on whatever podcast app you're using in the near future, when this actually goes live somewhere, uh, this is the idea of the podcast very much. It's just Jeremy and I sitting and uh, talking about stuff that interests us. We both wanted to do this uh, for a while, so we just decided to go ahead and have some fun just you know for fun just talk and have a chill time and again it's going to be a wide variety of things not only just very gaming and uh, that kind of nerd focus as this one was right now though to be fair it's going to be a running theme uh, it's, it's going to be a bunch of things and we have a bunch of things planned or as ideas and yeah the idea is that we're going to push this, hopefully, to most common uh, podcasting apps and services in the near future. And if you're currently in the Twitch stream, then you hopefully will be able to find this podcast, this very episode, uh, soon enough on yeah those services. Jeremy's also working on a website, a dedicated one right now. That's going to take a bit longer, though, design-wise. Functionality-wise, we're actually pretty all right, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, functionality is all set. The actual serving of the podcast episodes to all of the platforms works as, uh, 
as necessary. We've been approved on all of the on the two major platforms, Spotify and Apple so far. Um, <clears throat> really, that's all that's left is just some design work on the on the site. Uh, showed a little bit of it, of it to you, to you yesterday. I'm going to finish up a bunch more of it tonight. Uh, so yeah, in the next few days, we should be pretty much pretty much good to go. We're already, already yeah. almost we're about eighty percent um, of the way. So yeah, let's let's answer a few questions just sure because I think they're very important. Uh, will you have a set schedule? Uh, I think we have talked about that we are going to aim for <laughs> more than like an episode a month. Not necessarily one a week, but when when we can, I'd say when like, we can, when we can. It it depends on the schedule, but I think like. There may be something between like two and three episodes a month might be doable. I think that I think that's the I think that's a nice conservative average. There may be there may be a time where there's a ton going on and maybe we do more. And there may be there may be a time where there's, you know, just not not a ton of new stuff. So maybe we'll do, you know, an episode less. I don't want to stick to anything. Yeah, exactly. Too strict because we don't know. Yeah. Someone just asked if it's going to be biweekly again. We don't want to get too to set in stone with these dates we're just gonna we're gonna aim for stuff along those lines and then we see how it goes that's pretty much the idea next uh question is it always going to be live on twitch and the question here is basically answered by giving it right back to you chat do you want it to be always live on twitch because i mean we can make it work and having the chat interact and talk with us is well, certainly one way of uh, keeping it going, and that is a lot of resounding yeses. In that's a lot. Chat. Of, that's so a lot of yeses. As a, I mean, yeah, I, I can't promise that we're going to do every episode. Some maybe when we have a guest or one or two, and we're just going to record and make that a pre-recorded episode. But yeah, no, if it's just between us, I think we can just uh, live stream them. That shouldn't really be a problem. Not really. I think yeah. not. Any other? Any other questions while you guys are at it? Because, yeah, that's you've got the idea. I think everyone understands now what the podcast is meant to be about. You've all got your first taste of it. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think we have talked about the distribution and the plans coming forth. Uh, Twitch equals uncut version. Highlight version on podcast services. Yeah, that's pretty much the idea. Mm-hmm. This is going to get cut and uh, somewhat edited and then pushed onto the podcast services for either re-watching it or watching it if you didn't have time to watch it on Twitch or for all the other people that might find the podcast randomly on the internet. We want to have a polished version of the podcast ready on the major platforms. And again, we're talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other major podcasting platforms. Pushing to them isn't really a problem. Yes, so, uh, yeah, not every episode on Twitch, but some. That's probably going to be the idea, yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you, do you each resent Disney for being Disney? Should we answer on, on three? Uh, I actually don't have a scale for that. But I think that's, I think that's a topic for another, for another podcast, actually, about what, what Disney is doing. I have some interesting video essays it's I have to show you before we do it's that. Ten. It's 10. It's 10? It's 10. Oh boy. It's 10. It's going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> it's 10. It's, it's, a, it's a 10. It's a 10. It's, it's, it's such a fucking 10. <laughs> <laughs>